Welcome to Bible Insights with Wayne Conrad. God's Word is a lamp to our feet and a light to our path. It's Tuesday in the week that leads up to the crucifixion of Jesus Christ. And Jesus has come into Jerusalem on what we call our Sunday in a way with great triumph and with great fanfare as the people held him as a Messiah. And on Monday, he had come back to the temple. He had taught the people, healed people, and cleansed the people, the temple of those who were engaged in exchange and merchandise, turning God's house of prayer into a house of merchandise. And now Tuesday, he returns to the temple. Again, taking up the teaching and blessing of the people. But now his enemies, the Pharisees, the Herodians, and the Sadducees, especially those who were in charge of the temple, that is religious rulers living in Jerusalem, they were ready for him this time. They were coming with questions in order to entrap him. You see, we we ask questions for various reasons. We can ask questions for information. We can ask questions as a way of learning. We can ask questions as a way of arguing and provoking people to think or even ask questions in a way that teaches directly because the answer is implied in the question that we ask. But we can also use questions to start an argument, to continue an argument, or to entrap people. And that's what they were engaged in. They wanted to trap Jesus. In fact, that's what it says. Listen to Mark chapter 12, verses 13 through 17. And they sent to him, that is, they sent to Jesus some of the Pharisees and some of the Herodians to trap him in his talk. And they came and they said to him, Teacher, we know that you are true and do not care about anyone's opinion, For you're not swayed by appearances, but truly teach the way of God. Is it lawful to pay taxes to Caesar or not? Should we pay them or should we not? That's their question. I want to read this from more than one translation. So I'm I'm going to read it from Luke 20, okay? From the Christian Standard Bible. So they watched him and sent spies, okay, who pretended to be sincere, that they might catch him in something he said so as to deliver him up to the authority and jurisdiction of the governor. So they ask him, Teacher, we know that you speak and teach rightly and show no partiality, but truly teach the way of God. Is it lawful for us to give tribute to Caesar or not? That's their question. In many ways, it is a legitimate question. But notice what Jesus perceives, what he knows, what he understands. Mark says, but knowing the hypocrisy, he said to them. Luke renders it, but he perceived their craftiness and said to them. So here we have perceiving their craftiness, aware of their malice is Matthew's rendition, and Mark knowing their hypocrisy. Now they were using flattery in order to deceive. They were putting Jesus to a political test, a test of loyalty. It's very crafty. You see, the people were under Roman authority, 
And therefore, every year they had to pay tribute to the Romans. That is a tax levied upon a subjected people, a people being controlled by a larger group, by another nation. They're a conquered people. And so they pay tribute to the king. They pay tribute to the emperor. They pay tribute to the ruling authorities. And to enact this, the Romans hired Jewish people, Israelis, in order to collect the taxes. Their incentive is that not only could they collect the tax for Rome, but they could obtain above and beyond their salary by their own attitude or behavior, how they dealt with the taxes. That is, they could supercharge them, add tribute of their own. In other words, line their pockets, as we say, with money from the people. So, you see, the people hated paying taxes to Rome. And tax collectors were held in low esteem by the people. The people really did not feel it was right for them to pay taxes to Caesar because truly their offering should only go to the true and living God. On the other hand, it is the law of the land that they must pay taxes to Rome. So what what were these Jewish rulers, what was their game here? Well, their game was that they wanted to get Jesus in trouble, so no matter which way he, he went, he would have enemies. Either the Romans would be against him and they would have a charge that they could bring to the governor, or the people would rise up in rebellion and turn against him because he said they ought to pay taxes to a foreign power. This is a political question loaded with theological significance, and it can be deadly if you give the wrong answer. Oh, they thought for sure they would have Jesus in their trap. But listen to Jesus. But knowing their hypocrisy, he said to them, why put me to the test? So he knows what they're up to. Bring me a denarius. That is, bring me a coin and let me look at it. Let me look at the face of it. And they brought one. And he said to them, he asked a question. Whose likeness and inscription is this? As he showed them the coin. And he has stamped on it, Caesar, the Roman emperor's image is on that coin. So Jesus said to them, Render to Caesar the things that are Caesar's and to God the things that are God's. And they marveled at him. I think that's worthy of a second read, don't you? Teacher, we know that you speak and teach rightly and show no partiality, but truly teach the way of God. Now, that is true, but in their mouths, it was insincere and thus a lie. Here's the question. Is it lawful for us to give tribute to Caesar or not? But he perceived their craftiness. And he said to them, show me a denarius. Whose likeness and inscription does it have? And they said, Caesar's. He said to them, then render to Caesar the things that are God's, and to God's the things that are God's. And they were not able in the presence of the people to catch him in what he said. But marveling at his answer, they became silent. Jesus here is speaking great words of wisdom. 
And it is a great truth as well. Now, it should be noted that on the trial of Jesus before Pilate, these people accused Jesus wrongly of saying the opposite of what he said. Luke 23, 2 says, And they began to accuse him, Jesus, to Pilate, saying, We found this man misleading our nation and forbidding us to give tribute to Caesar and saying that he himself is Christ, that is Messiah, a king. That is not what Jesus said, as we just read. But, you know, people that want to advance their own cause really don't care about truth if they get you to believe their lie. So we're also told in the Word of God about our responsibility. So Paul picks up on this theme that's behind Jesus' teaching. He says in Romans 13, 7, Pay to all what is owed to them. Taxes to whom taxes are owed. Revenue to whom revenue is owed. Respect to whom respect is owed. Honor to whom honor is owed. And Peter, in 1 Peter 2, 17, says, Honor everyone, love the brotherhood, fear God, and honor the emperor. So this is sort of what lies behind the doctrine of the two kingdoms. God's people in this world live in two spheres, two different kingdoms. We live in the kingdom of mankind, and in the kingdom of mankind, we are citizens of various nations or states or groups of people. And in those situations, there are people who have respect. They are people who have authority. And there are things that are due to the state, things that are due to this kingdom, to the society in which we belong. We should not, as Christians, shirk our responsibilities. On the other hand, the state should never be our God. We should understand that our primary allegiance is to the kingdom of God and to the king of that kingdom, who is Jesus Christ himself. So we do have teaching built off of this that are found to us in the epistles by way of application to our lives as believers in the Lord Jesus Christ. But here... We have a political test. Jesus is being put to a political, theological test so that no matter which way he goes, he will have earned enemies. But in the way of great wisdom, for after all, he is the greatest of teachers. He says very perceptively, who's homage on this coin? Who made this coin? Caesar. Then pay to Caesar what's owed to Caesar and give to God what is owed to him. But what did Jesus say is owed to God? Well, Jesus said, you should love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, and with all your strength. This is the greatest of the commandments. This has been Wayne Conrad with Bible Insights. Remember to give honor to whom honor is due.